Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of 15 Minute You. I am Evan Wazorek. That's my brother Matthew. Corey Kluber. Oh, go try, man. Go try. We are two brothers, obviously from Cleveland, coming to you from both the left and the right coast of this great country. It was uh, raining earlier in Monterey, but the sun has come out. It's kind of a nice day out, man. How's that weather in D.C.? It is unseasonably warm today. The low 70s, really disruptive for the 30,000 who tried to roll through the Marine Corps Marathon this morning. Ugh. Yeah, that probably sucked. Now what you want yeah, absolutely not. Anyway, so this is 15 Minute You, a quick recap of what happened last week in college football, as well as a look ahead at next week, hopefully all in 15 minutes. Well, let's get started real quick. Um, the fans know that we have a slight obsession with the Western Michigan Broncos. They did have a bye week, but they are now number 17, the highest ranking group of five team. Row the boat. But looking at generally the rest of the top 25, let's get in our usual system. Newcomers, drastic changes. Our first drastic change, free shoes. Florida State, now number 19, moving down seven spots after a 37-34 loss to Clemson. How are they still ranked? Matthew, I ask you that question. No idea. Like, AP, coaches, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Three losses. How long does this go on for? I, 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 eternity, I think. It, uh, I, it's, it's a problem, guys. Uh, number 24, Boise State, dropping 11 spots after a shocking loss to, to Wyoming. Wyoming's head coach, Craig Bull, obviously has him on a roll. And then we're welcoming him to the party some some folks. We have number 25, Washington State. They came, This is coming off a win against Oregon State, 35-21. As well, uh, welcome to the party, Oklahoma State, defeating uh, West Virginia, 37-20 in another shocking game. And then we're saying goodbye to two teams, Navy, the Middies. Sorry to see you guys go. You had a great run. Lost to unranked University of South Florida, 52-45. was a very exciting game on Friday night. Uh, and then we also have Tennessee losing to unranked South Carolina, 24-21. Matt, I know you love Butch Jones. Thoughts on Tennessee? <laughs> I know. I had to take my Butch Jones fat head down. <laughs> I don't know why. It, I don't know if it's the Butch Jones thing or if it's the Tennessee. Like, we won the first half of the first game, so now we're going to win the national championship. <laughs> oh, that they have in Knoxville just drives me out of my mind. Can't say I'm sad to see Tennessee be out of the top 25. As you alluded to in the recap, there were a lot of deaths in the world of the undefeateds over the weekend. Week 9 was a tragic week for undefeated teams. Only Absolutely. five survived the weekend. We talked about Western, was fortunate to be on a bye. They're still undefeated. So that leaves Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, and Washington as the only other undefeated teams left in college football. Nebraska, Baylor, West Virginia, and Boise all fell victim on the road last week. I've been trying to tell you, don't take road teams in October. You've refused to listen to me. It's your journey. But thankfully for all of our road teams this week, next Saturday is in November. Uh, last week, you and I both predicted out of Nebraska and Baylor that Nebraska yep. would be the first team uh, with a loss. We ended up being about three hours off on that. And, uh, 
Baylor stunningly lost to Texas in the afternoon. To me, the Baylor loss is the most shocking to a Texas team that's really struggled over the last chance, last month. Any chance Charlie Strong saved his job in Austin on Saturday? It's a tough question. I think a lot of times teams will react out of emotion and fire their coach, a la Les Miles and LSU. Um, so you, you would think that sometimes that emotion could go the other way. I just don't think so. I think he's had... He hasn't been there for decades or anything, but he's had some time there, not shown a lot of improvement. Mm-hmm. We'd have to see, but I, I don't think he's safe. The only thing I'd say about Miles is that Miles' situation where he was in a relationship where the LSU AD boosters basically cheated on him, tried to find out who will anybody <laughs> else coach at LSU. And yeah. then they're like, actually, nobody else wants to take you to prom. And then they went back, and they're like, okay, I guess we can still stay together. And like that yeah. relationship, you knew the other problem uh, I think Charlie Strong has going for him, though, is Les Miles doesn't have a job. You know, that's a great candidate to replace you. True, true. He's looked good in Vernon Orange before, yeah. a la Oklahoma State. Yeah. Boise, to me, though, thinking about the undefeated loss, heartbreaking. Uh, shouldn't have put themselves in that position, though, Absolutely. at Wyoming. They're a much stronger team. Absolutely. Did lose by a safety. Tough way to go down. But of all of the losses, Nebraska gets the most respect from me. Uh, they took on a tough team in a tough environment at Camp Randall. Yeah. Finally fall into Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, a thrilling comeback by Tommy Armstrong. I think statistically, performancely, eye test, like however you want to say it, Nebraska may be the best fourth quarter team in college football. Leads the country in point differential, in turnover margin, in the fourth quarter. No shame in that loss. Oh, Any absolutely. A shrinking list of undefeateds. Um, No. Just going to move us on to uh, Big 12. I mean, I think you said it all. You know, you said it all. The fans know. The fans know. Moving on, the other big topic to the week. Not only, you know, we have all these undefeated teams going down. We have the Big 12 just moving further and further into that abyss. Let me throw some stats at you right now. They are 10-20 and 20 as a conference on the road. They have two wins as a conference against ranked opponents. One of them being Texas last week, the other being Oklahoma defeated, then ranked TCU in week four. That's it. Yikes on bikes. The conference isn't very good. Like you just said, we two of the two of the undefeated teams that lost last week came from the Big Twelve, and they were both kind of shocking wins. Uh, or defeats, however you want to look at it. Um, And then we have this whole issue of the coaches voting to get rid of the round-robin format and the best commissioner in college football decides, nah, I'm just going to do my own thing. Uh, Matt, do you want to explain to the folks at home that whole conundrum as well as give us your thoughts on the dumpster fire that is the Big 12? It's become like a a more and more frightening place to be if you're a Big 12 fan. Uh, In terms of the divisions, if, if you have divisions like every other Power 5 conference team does, you play everybody in your division, and then the winner of Division A plays the winner of Division B at the end of the season in a conference championship game. That team, the winner of that game, is then the conference champion. Pretty straightforward. Yes. If I don't have divisions, what do I do? So we look at a conference like the Big 12 that actually has 10 teams. You're not going to play 10 conference games. Uh, before the conference championship. You are going to probably play seven or eight, depending on your schedule. You're going to play two or three non-conference teams. Two of those are going to be middle schools. One of those may be another (laughs) Power 5 team. But the problem here lies is that, so there are years where teams are not going to play two or three other good schools. So, like, Oklahoma may not play Baylor and Texas in the same year. Or 
you know, Baylor may not play at TCU, and then they may not also play Oklahoma State. So what happens then if Oklahoma, Baylor, and Texas all don't play each other, and then they get to the end of the season, and all three are undefeated? Or all three yeah. are one loss? How do you decide who gets in? Then we need to, like, look at winning percentage and all this, like, BS, in that you could just have divisions, like everybody else does, have the winner of that division move to the conference championship game against the winner of the other division because everybody's actually played each other. Yep. Uh, you and I have commented multiple times. Like the best data that college football has for who is best head to head is like head to head data. Which team beat the other team? Yep. Not complicated. So the Big Twelve continues to decide not to use rational logic and do whatever it wants. Can you imagine another conference where a clear majority of the coaches say, "Hey, we want to do this," and the commissioner says, "No, we're not doing this." Like I don't think that would in the SEC. No. SEC that would never fly. I'd even have a hard time believing that would happen in the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, there are lower profile coaches. The only other place I see this uh, existing is in the Pac-12. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Like Chris Peterson, what, is he the biggest name in the Pac-12? And like he's just not a big swagger guy. Doesn't like. Yeah. Like Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh are not going to take shit from a conference commission. No, just not. No, absolutely. Dan Tony's not either. Like mm-hmm. I, so. I don't know. Yeah, man. Big Twelve. Good luck. Awful. Good luck. Uh, moving forward, let's take a look at next week's game. In terms of the Pick'em season standings, I moved four games ahead of you with a 6-3 okay. record last week compared to your 5-4 and four record. I was burnt on Pittsburgh at home, and then you were burnt on uh, Navy at Southern Florida, and then Washington at Utah. You had some thoughts about those games. Yeah, well, one, I on Thursday night, I was riding high. Like, I was just imagining recording this with you and I was going to just be, you know, have taken the lead. I was going to be trash talking you all the, all the way to Sunday. Because there was a text like, oh, Virginia Tech's quarterback just got taken out on a stretcher. Well, I'm talking when the game was over. When the game was over. I was like, oh, I got this. Because then I texted my brother. Navy had the number one, has the number one rushing offense in the American Athletic and USF has the worst run defense in the same conference. So I was like, oh, that's going to be two. I'm going to be rolling. And then... Uh, watching game day, Desmond Howard also picked the Utes. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. I am going to take command. But no, didn't pan out. Really got burned. So for about the 17th time, road teams in October, don't touch it. Don't do it. Get away from the sun. <laughs> in week 10, uh, we agreed on every game except for one, which we'll get to. So we're just going to rotate going through. Let's start with the first game. we got number nine, Nebraska, at the Horseshoe. Both of us took the team down south in Ohio State. I think for, although Nebraska played tough, I still don't think they're as tough as OSU. No, agreed. Um, the second game we have number one, Bama, at number 15, LSU. This will be a November game, so my brother is allowed to take pick the road team. We're both picking Bama. I think LSU has surprised me with how, how well they've played this season, considering the whole coaching mess they have but yeah i'm not gonna take lsu in this one going bam all the way i'd also take bam if they're playing a team on mars so. <laughs> fair regardless of the month florida state at nc state both of us taking north carolina state maybe this will influence the uh <laughs> and the coaches to finally move free shoes out of the rankings but, yeah you know they'll probably find some way to like lose in overtime and then still be ranked 25 next week probably probably next game the Middies at Notre Dame. I, you know, for everyone that doesn't know, I'm in the military. I have a hard time picking against service academies, but I, and I also just hate Notre Dame. I'm not going to pick Notre Dame. Uh, again, that Navy offense is hard to prepare for. They did take USF down to the wires, high-scoring game, so I'm going Navy. In other commander-in-chief, 
Trophy relevant games. We have the Air Force Academy at Army. Both of us taking Air Force. Then the next game after that, got number 11, Wisconsin at Northwestern. Northwestern uh, gave OSU kind of a hard time, but we're both taking uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, strong win for Wisconsin last week. Oh, week's. absolutely. Uh, glad to see them got They got a raw deal having to play Ohio State and Michigan mm-hmm. in the same year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last three games we're calling the 2016 <laughs> Don't Get Fired series. Uh, three coaches, Bielema, Helfrich, Texas. I'd really put Helton at USC also on that list. Yeah. Which uh, is playing and coaching for their jobs. Uh, let's start with number 10, Florida at Arkansas. It took me a, the longest to pick this game of all the games. I did settle with number 10, Florida. Auburn played pitifully against, excuse me, Arkansas played pitifully against Auburn. Um, it was just too much for me to, that was too close to my memory to go with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, our next don't get fired, we have Oregon uh, going down to L.A. to pay, pay USC. Both coaches struggle to survive. I'm taking the home team, the Trojans. Yep, and in the only game we disagreed on, Texas Tech is hosting Texas. For that reason, I took uh, Texas Tech at home. It's the same team that put up 50 on Oklahoma. I don't see how Texas can match that firepower at all, considering they have like seven people that tackle. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a rough game for both of them, but as Tony Kornheiser says, I'm going to go to the glasses here real quick. You look at their... Who Texas Tech has lost to? They lost to Kansas State and they lost to Arizona State. Texas also lost to that Kansas State team. So let's look at how they both did. Texas Tech's game 44 to 38, whereas Texas was 24 21. Closer game against a similar opponent. Texas Tech also allows 41.4 points per game as well as 518 yards per game. So it's not really like Tech has anyone that plays defense. I'm going Texas. Still not going to save Charlie Strong's job though. Agreed. Agreed. All right, folks, uh, in closing, I want to give a quick shout-out to University of Wisconsin Athletic Department who asked a fan to remove an offensive costume during the game. The costume depicted President Obama with a noose around his neck. The university commented on the incident by saying, while repugnant and counter to the values of the university and athletic department, was an exercise in the individual's right to free speech. So how about the Badgers? Way to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Restoring a little little bit of my faith in uh, in humanity that people can do the right thing. So thank you, University of Wisconsin. Do want to mention, Evan set us up beautifully last week on iTunes, wherever you find your podcast. 15-Minute You, it's out there to download. We appreciate the seven people who are already listening. (laughs) Uh, That's it for this week. We will have a quick five-minute you Tuesday night after the release of the first college football playoff rankings. We look forward to that. I'm Matt Wazorek. He's Evan Wazork. Just remember, folks, don't pick him like my brother. And don't pick him like my brother.